We are DNVR, just like the song says, a new mm-hmm. song. And this is supposed to be like an exciting day. We are ready to turn the page, yeah, ready to debut yeah. a new suite. Ready to dance so, to it. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Pleasure Horse. Beauty. Uh, for the beautiful song mm-hmm. once yes. again. Yes. I like this one. It has like, it reminds me of like um, a 1970s like superhero theme, theme song. And then the three superheroes show up on your screen. There you go. <laughs> Fly in. Show um, up in your ear holes. Yes. It, like I said, supposed to be an exciting show and absolutely hammered by devastating news. Yeah. Justin Simmons is going, well, should I say? Well, and Justin Simmons no, is no, going on the injured reserve right. today. Um, it's a huge blow. A quad injury. Guys, Justin Simmons has played in 66 straight games. He's missed a total of six snaps. Six snaps during that streak. And today we found out he's going to miss at least the next four games. He's being placed on the injured reserve, which means he's out at least the next four games. Could stay on there as long as he needs to, but he's out at least the next four games, which is, of course, the Texans, the 49ers, the Raiders, and the Colts. We need a lot more information on this um, because a quad injury on its face sounds like something that you could overcome pretty easily. You know, it's like uh, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, one, two weeks, you know, maybe it's Mm -hmm. a deep bruise or something like that. Um, And then you get the IR news and it's like, okay, now is this a torn quad that we're talking about? Because if so, then this injury is a lot more devastating and could go for the whole season. Exactly. If you need mm-hmm. surgery, then then it is that. And Nathaniel Hackett, when we talked to him, uh, he didn't have the information then. Then just about 20 minutes after we talked to him, then we found out it was the IR. So they're still very much evaluating this. But for the fact that we knew it was an injury, and then just that quickly after they placed him on the IR, we I wouldn't be surprised if it's longer than four weeks. It's scary. It's definitely not something that is like, uh, it's not a small deal. Like, that's, that's your best defensive player, and, you know, you should be able to overpower the Texans. You should be able to, to overpower the 49ers. You know, Raiders with that offense, it's a big loss. But, but even those first two games, all of a sudden, this is a lot closer to a fair fight on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, it makes a massive difference, and it's always hard on these days. But I do have to remind you. That it's a, our presenting sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook. It's always easy to forget when there's big news right off the top. Um, but head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code DNVR, and sign up to get in on great deals. Um, I wouldn't say it makes it. The Texans and 49ers should not shouldn't be fair fights. Um, like the the 49ers offense especially is anemic. Uh, and if Trey Lance looks like Trey Lance did this past weekend, which that's that's what we have to go off of, so it's yeah. fair to say, but it also wouldn't shock me if this week Trey Lance looks uh, really competent and, and good. It would shock me if he comes out and he looks elite. Yep. Um, but but if he looks good, that wouldn't surprise me. That I'm, would I'm, definitely surprise me. There's okay. been no evidence 
thus far that he can be Last good. year Fair. he had flashes when he was on the field. He always has flashes. Yeah. Makes one or two big plays a game. Yeah. And uh, if, yeah. if you get a, a, a couple of those, that's all you need to win a game. And when we talk about Trey Lance, what do we what, what do we talk about? We talk about like seventy five yard touchdowns. Those are the flashes. They're mm-hmm. huge plays. If the Broncos allow one or two of those on Sunday Night Football in two weeks, that could be the difference in the game right there. And when you're talking about the safety position, that's a position that could have a huge impact on allowing one of two, one or two of those. Yeah, and, and I think I'm going to say this a lot this season. This is why you have Russell Wilson. This is why you have Russell Wilson, like. When the Broncos had Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum or Joe Flacco at quarterback, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, the margin for error was so slim. When you have Russell Wilson, you should be able to overcome stuff like this. Every team, every team with a quarter, like if the Chiefs lost Justin Reed, you're just it doesn't change your prediction for their next game. Um, a bl- this next game, no. When you're a 10-point favorite against uh, Houston Texans, it doesn't. <laughs> but, Ryan, I have to bring this up. The Broncos just had a huge margin of error, of course, and Russell yeah. Wilson played really damn good, and the Broncos lost, and they did have Justin Simmons, and there's they excuses. but so it's so many errors. They, they did, <laughs> but I can't ignore the fact that when you talk about that, we're... 36 hours off of the Broncos just losing a game like totally. that. Totally. And the thing is, they didn't give Russell Wilson the opportunity to make up for their mistakes, which is their first mistake that has been, you know, hashed out over and over and over again. And I think everyone now admits was the wrong decision. Um, we might be talking about today how Russell Wilson already did it once. They made so many mistakes but and he saved not. you. And he, but we're not. But we could be if they just... Gave him the chance. Mm-hmm. But po- I, what I'm just afraid of is because we just lived it is just relying on Russell Wilson too much. And because in the offseason, that's what we talked about. It's Russell Wilson. Bronco, it's fine. Russell Wilson. Well, he found out it's not always going to be fine. And our first sample size of that was that, no, it's not going to be fine. And that- it's not, he's not going to be able to make up for <laughs> everything. Uh, yeah, there it, there should never there shouldn't be another game this season where he has to make up for as much as he did in that game. There shouldn't be another game this season where he has to throw the ball forty two times. Disagree I'm, with that. Really? I'm fine think, with that. You think there's more? If yeah. he's completing at seventy percent, throw it. 50 oh, definitely, times. definitely. <laughs> but I do. Uh, forty two might be the high point. Is, I I think we see fifty. There, there's really? a There's going to be a big shoot with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs all two times. Yeah, it's possible. There's probably more. Also, can I just ask you guys? I keep seeing the number of almost interceptions that Russell Wilson threw growing. Like at first, I thought it was two. Now people are saying three. I've only got one marked down as like that definitely should have been an interception, and it would have been a good interception. But you know, the one on the fade ba- mm-hmm. uh, fade ball to Cortland that just slips through his hands. Are we talking about the Jamal Adams one as that was a near interception, or, or it should have been it picked? That's, I think so. I mean, he he was in the area. I'm not saying that should have been a pick. The other one, I mean, it went right through the defender's hands. But now people are saying three, and I can't think of a third. No. I don't think there's a third. I, yeah. I okay, so, so there was one. The other one is not a, like, the defender absolutely should have had that. It would have been a great play. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, I was going to say he dropped back how many times? 44 times? Yeah. Only one time did like 45. something almost bad happen, other yeah. than you know the sack. Uh, I guess there's two sacks, but like, drop, keep dropping him back. Good mm-hmm. things happen when he drops back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. But n- now bringing this to back to Justin, 
The Broncos elevated a Sang Bassey, kind of an interesting move since the Sang is really a corner to fill in for Justin. And they signed safety Anthony Harris, who's an NFL vet safety. He's been in the league for a long time. He has 60-plus starts in the NFL and has been with George Payton mm-hmm. uh, the first six years of his career before playing with, I believe, the Eagles last year. He led the league in interceptions a couple of years ago yep. with six. This is a guy with so much experience. They signed him to the practice squad. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's elevated before the game this week and certainly before uh, the game in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference in experience between Justin Simmons and P.J. Locke and Caden Stearns Mm -hmm. and also Anthony Harris and P.J. Locke and Caden Stearns. And I think it's just one of those things where it's like you need someone who you can just count on um, and very solid player. Um, Probably actually definitely over the hill. Uh, for an NFL safety, but in a pinch, a guy that you're kind of lucky is available for you right now. Yeah, I mean, he's only 30. Like, you're, you're still, like, that's back end of the prime, but but still, you know, you're you're in that little round part There's of the There's a peak. reason he was so, available uh, today. I was just going to say, that, my, my question to you guys, and we see this happen occasionally where they sign a veteran, let's say Joe Schobert, and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. how's this guy here? This is great. They just got yeah. sick a week later. He's, he's gone. It's like, that's why he was available then. But there's also times when you sign a vet, and just for whatever reason, he was still floating out there. And they do end up playing five days after being signed, two weeks after being signed. Against the 49ers in less than two weeks, who's the starting safety next to Kareem Jackson? Is it Caden Stearns slash P.J. Locke, probably more so Caden Stearns, or is it Anthony Harris? I think it's Stearns. And to go back to why was Anthony Harris available, it's because the, the Eagles traded for Cameron Gardner-Johnson. So in terms of like reasons to get bumped off a roster, trading for a when, Pro Bowl safety. When did he get bumped off? Um, Is it Chauncey Gardner Johnson. CJ Chauncey, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When did he get? Chauncey, well, when, I, you when said did, Cameron. Oh, did I? When did he okay. get uh, cut? I believe it was on cut day. It was on cut day. So I thought so. He's still been available for True. two, three weeks. Yeah. True. I mean, but that that is fair. Like, uh, you know, teams had their plans set at that point. It was probably going to take an injury unless the team was really uncomfortable with who they had there. I think if, if you really like the guy, you cut a guy. There, oh, for there, sure. There, for there's sure. a couple of guys on this Broncos squad that if a, a surefire starter comes available, you're, you're cutting them yep. to take them. Regardless, he's definitely a... So who's your pick? I'm going to say Harris. I'm going to say Harris for the exact reason that you guys talked about, which is against the 49ers, you just have to not screw up really bad. Like when you, if you look at Trey Lance's highlight tape, almost all of it is a broken coverage while he's running around that back there, or, you know, a big play action fake where the, you know, safety got their face crossed. Um, So I think even against the Texans this week, if it wasn't so quick of a turnaround, I would say he would probably start. Just because these are two games where it's just like, don't screw up. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's very true now where I think I'm really worried about Justin Simmons is the next week going into Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Derek Carr is not going to be throwing three interceptions per game like he did this past week. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's going to bounce back. Mm -hmm. And you're going to put Pat Sertan on Devontae Adams. I love that the Broncos put Pat Sertan on DK Metcalf and said, take care of him. And what did he do? In my opinion, Mm -hmm. he did a fantastic job. And I know there's some debate out there of how good of a job he did. Um, But he held him to 36 yards. Is that what it was? What did you grade him? I gave him a B. And I took some heat for the B. Yeah, Yeah, I would have gone an A personally but yeah i, 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 I understand there's just not enough room to grow from there because I, I mean he, he it was a good game 
Like, you hold him to 36. There's the penalty in there, too. There are a couple missed tackles. Um, but I probably also, would have said B+. Plus yeah. Just because I think a lot of the catches that he gave up were designed into the game plan. Pretty much yeah. all of them, maybe except for one where totally. they the were one playing one where him it off. was like the hand strength battle. Yep. They said, don't let DK beat you deep because if we give up one deep play, that, that could kill us more than just allowing Geno mm-hmm. to drive down the field. Yep. And Pat Sertan, in my, jo- in, in my mind, did a fantastic job. But, but regardless, yep. you put him on Devontae Adams. And Hunter Renfro, Ronald Darby, that's a really good guy. And Kwan Williams, or K1 Williams, you could put him on Hunter Renfro as well. Justin Simmons, especially this week after seeing the linebackers mm-hmm. not really there. You're not going to put Josie on Darren Waller. Justin Simmons is your Darren Waller guy. And you're not going to have him for that game. That is when I'm mm-hmm. I'm really nervous. And he's your deep guy against two teams before that that are just pure speed at receiver. You know, you've, this week you've got uh, Nico Collins and you've got uh, Brandon Cooks. It's like, yeah, Brandon Cooks, nobody hypes him up, but I mean... Nope. He's very good. 6,000-yard really seasons is. in the last seven years. But it's just like it's always, oh, he's the number 20 receiver in the league, but he always does that. And what he does is he, he's super fast. And then next week with Ayuk and Debo and, and all of that, like there's a lot of speed, and you wonder if just one or two mistakes could change one of those games. But then, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, that's obviously when you really need him. Yeah, and, I mean, it just gets worse the longer it goes. Um, you know, like – you have the Chargers and the Colts. The Colts, not as scary from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. They're also really balanced, though, and that scares me because it's just like you need discipline back there. Uh, if you bite too hard on a play-action fake when Jonathan Taylor's averaging six yards a carry or whatever, like then you get exposed over the top. But really, like you know, the Chargers is one where that you you actually might change your prediction based on whether or not mm-hmm. Justin Simmons is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Simmons has actually been really good against uh, against Justin Herbert in his career. And that is the first game that Justin's eligible to return. Doesn't mean that he will be returning, but there is a little bit of hope still for that. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm no doctor. Everyone knows yeah. that. But I'm curious about what what quad injury is 4 weeks and not Eight, twelve. I agree. 16, T- typically, know. with these things, it's it's a lot worse right. than the Is initial diagnosis. Are you hurt? You know, are you hurt or are you injured? Injured. And with the way Justin Simmons is, yeah. if he's hurt, he's going to play. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you do think, and especially he got injured during the game on a specific play, uh, and when uh, and he didn't come out. He he played through it. That just shows the type of player he is. Does that also give us a little bit of hope? Like, can you play through a torn quad? No, because then they wouldn't have put him on IR. What do you mean? If if they said you did it during the game, you can keep doing it. No, no. What I'm saying though is like if it was a severe injury that requires surgery and you can't come back this year, like could mm-hmm. he have actually continued playing? Oh, through? maybe maybe it got mm-hmm. worse though. Same thing but, with Quinn Miners. It. It's kind of scary there too. Like maybe you shouldn't have played the rest of the game after right, you realized something right. was wrong. Good but news. I mean, good news. Really quick about Quinn. Mm-hmm. No IR for him at least as of now. And that's the thing is as of now, just where I was going with Justin Simmons, if. You know, he's one of those guys that if there's a chance he can play, you do whatever you can to get him on the field. And the fact that you're willing to say, well, he's definitely out four weeks. Otherwise, you might just keep him around and see if you can squeeze him into that last game. That makes me think that there's a good chance it's more than four weeks. You know, it's not like a 50-50 four weeks. It's like maybe best case scenario, it's like, oh, 50-50 five weeks from now, he's good to go and we can pull him off. So I'd, I'd guess he's not back as soon as he's available. My hope is that it was like three to five. And they're just like, we want this roster spot so we can bring in Harris. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, and and a veteran there. That's someone that you would that you would hope wouldn't be giving up those deep plays. And Hank, like you said, not mm-hmm. not being and you guys said not being faked out by things. Uh, but it, it's it's a brutal injury. I mean, this is your Iron Man yeah. on the and defensive side the, of the ball. Probably the best player at his position. Yes, yeah. at least arguably free yeah, safety. Yeah, and how crucial is it now that the Broncos brought back Kareem Jackson? Oh, because yeah. at first it was like Justin Simmons and Caden Stearns. We like that. You got the vet who's mm-hmm. going to be very steady, going to be available, and then you're going to have Caden Stearns, the young guy that's so talented. Now if you were doing Caden Stearns and P.J. PJ Locke yeah. starting week two for the mm-hmm. next at least four weeks, oh boy, yeah. that that is scary. That being said, Kareem exactly great on Monday night. You need Kareem to step it up. Yeah. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody at practice beforehand and saying like yeah he, he might throw uh Stearns in for kareem this week and that's for the news mm-hmm. like that's a conversation that well, i was definitely on the other side of but if if you're saying like yeah maybe we do need to go with the younger option set kareem that can't be happening now well, with no justin Simmons. and last point on this caden Stearns is more like kareem jackson than he is like justin right. simmons yeah right? and so you kind of have an odd combination back there right now and pj Locke is more like he's not in that same mold but he's also a guy that you probably want to be playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And it's very I mean, true. They have, I'm pretty sure they have Caden as a free safety. You know, and, and I've always agreed, like, you want more in the box. He's that dime guy. And I think, you know, that's why it's he's saying Bassey that gets called up because Caden Stearns was your kind of like spare slot defender. Yep. Uh, and, and now that he has whatever new role now, you need somebody who can potentially be an option there. But they seem to like him deep. And he's fast enough. That's the thing is he might be... He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the fastest player on that defense. You know, Damari Mathis, I guess, is probably number one. But he's right up there in that conversation at the very least. So he has the tools to play deep. Yep. yep. And he was, Caden Stearns was great in the limited opportunities he played in mm-hmm. last week. And something else that's great. Okay. You want to take it? No, I just wanted to say that uh, Goyo in the comments is saying that Russ got outplayed by Gino. And I've, like, seen there's, like, this revisionist history happening now that we're moving further away from the game about how good Russell played. And I just don't understand it. Like, Geno Smith wasn't even close to playing as good of a game as Russell Wilson. Geno Smith outplayed, I think, everyone in the first half. Sure. He, he, he was fantastic in the first half. He did nothing in the second half. Russell Wilson played a complete game. You say nothing, though, but, like, it was legitimately nothing. Yes, negative 12 yards in the fourth quarter. So, Russell played a really, really good game. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. More than yes. enough to win. More than enough to score 30 points. Yep, 100%. They could have scored 38 if so, just uh, other players didn't let him down. And speaking of Russ, we got to talk to him today about the fourth down conversion. I think there's some juice there, guys. And let me tell you about huh. it right after telling you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where if you use the code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll get $200 in free bets by placing a $5 money line bet on any NFL team this weekend. That's code DNVR. You place a $5 money line bet on any team, and right away you get $200 in your account in free bets. Win or lose on that. And then you get to use those free bets to earn more money on top of it. I love what DraftKings does. And they're also offering uh, the seven-point deal, where if your team goes up by seven points and you place a money line bet on them, you win the bet right there. I believe last week they also did this, and they paid out three games where the team went up by seven, seven or ten points and then ended up losing, and they still paid out those winnings. So it, it helped you. Atlanta was one of them. Uh, Titans were one of them. Yep, and... and then- uh, I know Man, the the Colts Bills obviously ended up winning, but that 
hit. Eh. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, and, and that's what's great. You can do that if you're a new, uh, a new customer or you've been with DraftKings for Steelers. a long time. Uh, yes. No, they didn't. They no, ended up winning. would have been the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. But so head to the App Store now, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $200 in free bets by placing a $5 bet. That's code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Terms and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Texans. Texans money line would have hit if you had that. Yep. No, it wouldn't have. Yeah, 20, they wouldn't have tied. 23. Oh, I see, I see. But yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. You're right. There you go. Uh, also, a shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. You'll see Breck beers down at the tailgate this week. You can get Breck beers here at the bar. Uh, there's so many great options from Breckenridge Brewery. I've been seeing Hank put down hella strawberry skies lately. Mm-hmm. Yes. that's uh, That might be basically the only beer I drink now. I can't remember the last time I had something that wasn't a strawberry <laughs> sky. It's, it's a great beer. It's a great it beer. Is. It's one of their many... Uh, so find out what your favorite Breck brew is, and you can use the Breck brew locator to find the nearest strawberry sky to you. Or how about Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale? Oof. I've been crushing those lately as well. So check them out uh, and use that Breck brew locator to find out the closest to you. Hootenanny. Oh, and we got the Hootenanny coming, yeah. mm-hmm. which is, um, oh gosh, uh, Railroad Earth, I believe, is, hot, is uh, headlining that. It's like a mm. sweet bluegrass jam band. Um, so... Lots of uh, of good bands over there. I think that's who it is. Maybe a String Cheese Incident. You know, one of those. <laughs> uh, so check out the Hootenanny. Uh, what's really cool about the campus they have over there at Breck is they have a perfect setup for yep. uh, concerts. I went to a Dawes concert there, had a great time. And obviously, they've just got like sweet beer gardens all around. It's really fun when you go to these events there. They've got all sorts of games you can play. It's a great spot. This is also a great spot right here, too. Well... I guess like a couple floors below us. Um, but the DMVR bar, it's back. It's better than ever. And it's the place to watch all the sports. I'm so excited for, uh, for honestly, like the Nuggets and the Avs to get back when there's just always something happening. Because that's the time where I get to spend a whole bunch of nights at the DMVR bar. Um, always right. an awesome time here. Hopefully, you guys were here for the game. Didn't we figure out that it was actually louder at the bar than it was at the stadium? We did, yeah. They kept on showing that, um, <laughs> yep. what do you call that thing? No- measures noise. Um, <laughs> and then someone who was at the bar posted a screenshot of, the, of what their Apple Watch was telling them, which was like, you're in a too loud of a spot. <laughs> and it was well over 100, and, and uh, Seattle was just like flirting with 100. Wow. Yeah, and I was pretty disappointed in Seattle when it was in 96. It's hard <laughs> when there's 20,000 Broncos fans. Yeah, That is hard. It's By the way, Justin Simmons said he was stunned with how many uh, Broncos fans there were. Or not Justin Simmons. Russell Wilson said he was stunned with how many Broncos mm. fans were in Seattle. Did anybody ask him about the booze? Uh, he was asked about that after the game. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he, he said, said, he said uh, if one, they didn't bother him, and two, he was surprised at the cheers he got. No, he said, like, they love you one day, they hate you the next day. I only play for God. Um. <laughs> it's incredible god is clapping that's for sure but come to the tailgate too definitely come to our tailgates this is going to be the first regular season tailgate this weekend if you haven't gotten tickets yet get onto the website it's on eventbrite just search for dmvr it'll pop up and uh yeah there's a big discount for members it's an awesome deal we'll see you guys out there by the way railroad earth and big head todd and the monsters which Ooh, is actually wow. plus anders osborne spin doctors a lot of awesome bands playing over there well, let's see if you can spin this ryan russell wilson talked to us today by the way we haven't we haven't talked to you guys i'm kind of uh, surprised that you feel this way um absolutely so well the way i feel is russell wilson was very disappointed in the moment that nathaniel hackett pulled him off the field and sent out the the kicking unit and now of course that's not the biggest surprise when you take a quarterback <laughs> of off who believes in himself but 
what were we told from Nathaniel Hackett after the game yesterday when we talked with him? Uh, that this was the plan. Everyone was mm-hmm. on board. If we got to the 46-yard line, uh, it, it, that that's the spot we needed to to kick a field goal. But do you remember, and it, it was weird when it was happening. So obviously right when they, they get that pass to Javante, he goes down, mm-hmm. the, the, the offense runs up to the line of scrimmage, and you're like, okay, this looks like, looks like they're going for it. And then they kind of huddle again, and you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then they spread back out, and then uh, it doesn't look like they're doing anything. Russ doesn't even really try to draw them off sides. Yep. Uh, and you're just like, what is going on here? And then you're like, oh, no, they're just wasting time. This stinks. What are they doing? Peyton Manning's freaking out on the Manning yep. cast about taking a timeout. But then we found out from Hackett that was the plan. Uh, Russell wasn't on uh, on board with that. Russell had a play call, a pass call, lined up, ready to go, and then and that's when they rushed to the line of scrimmage. Then when they huddled, it's because Hackett got in his helmet and said, "We're kicking a field goal. Uh, don't, don't run a play." And uh, then Russ goes off the field and uh, doesn't go over to Nathaniel Hackett, and I think he was very pissed off. And today, I expected Russell Wilson, when he was asked about this, to say, like, yeah, uh, I, I agree with Coach. You know, the field goal didn't go in. Maybe next time I'll get a try. His very first time he was asked, he said uh, if he would do it differently. He said he went the the politically correct route, the coach correct route, for two seconds. And then said, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like the ball in my hand, and I, and I would do it a little differently. Yeah. I don't think he said I would do it differently. Um, he, okay. He, he said didn't say I those words, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he said it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how could he feel any other way? Exactly. And that, that's my big takeaway is like, of course he wanted the ball in his hands. If it was fourth and 15, he probably would have wanted the ball in his hands. Like just mm-hmm. that's who he is. That's how he's built. That's how he's wired. And every single quarterback in the NFL would have felt the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that his reaction on the field and his reaction up until this point is as good as you could possibly expect from a player. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree, and I think it's because he was asked, uh, "Did you would you give pushback to that?" Uh, and the reason why I don't believe he gave much pushback because I wouldn't have been surprised if a Tom Brady said, "No, I'm staying out here," and, and gave an obvious hand, and then mm-hmm. the coach really has. No, I mean, I guess they could pull him off, but at that point, you're like, "Well, shit, I got to keep him out there." Uh, I think it's because it was his first game as a Denver Bronco, his first game with Nathaniel Hackett, and he said, okay, I got, I got to go with coach. I'm not comfortable enough with this relationship yet. So I think that's why he didn't he didn't put up a fight. And and he needs to. And, and I don't know that it's like put a hand up and say, actually, no, it's me. Go over to the sideline. There's a timeout. Talk it through. And just, like, state your opinion. Like, that's something that every quarterback – like, that's what Tom Brady does. That's what Ben Roethlisberger does. That's what – uh, even even like an Andy Dalton, like a Kirk Cousins, is like on that borderline of maybe having that power. But you gotta at least go make your case. Uh, not with twenty seconds left, though. Like you've just that's fa- yeah. You've kind of just blown your chance for that. No, with twenty seconds, you have you have two timeouts still. I know. And the time you got has stopped. Three, three it, plays. Yes. Yeah. You have plenty of time. I I, I disagree yeah. with that. And also, Russ could have. Russ could have right after Javante went down called the timeout. But you don't go for fourth and five there to get. Five yards. Yes, you do. A 59-yard field goal compared to 64-yard field goal? That, yeah. that, that, that's got it drastically increased. And you have two more plays after it that. It does, and, and, but yeah, the point is... Five more. So five, five, five. Yeah, but you're not, you're not acknowledging the risk of not converting at all and True. not getting an attempt. If you have a minute left, you're saying, we, mm-hmm. can, we can score a touchdown. Like, you know, like, we yeah. call a timeout with a minute. You've got two timeouts left. You're saying, we can go 
there's no limit on how close we can get this. Once you've run it down to 20 seconds, you've you've decided you're kicking the field goal. Absolutely not, though, because, Ryan, you sent us the stack today. Russell Wilson, yep. what is it? In fourth and five situations, he's 57%. Yep. So fourth, fourth and four to six. Fourth and four to six, he's 57%. The percentage, what is it, 6%? Only two kicker, one kicker in NFL yeah, history has made more uh, that, that from 64 yards. So y- your chances, yep. even though you do have to then kick a field goal after, they still drastically go up. And with 20 seconds left, that, that's plenty of time. Uh, and I believe if this was in one year from now, if this was later this year, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson would have had that go differently because he wouldn't have been afraid to put his foot down and say, no, we're going for this. Well, yep. and the Tw- thing is, Russ could have called the timeout on the field if you want yes, to. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. Again, I think he just wasn't fully comfortable yet. On on Reddit, so I'm not sure if this was true, Seahawks fans say that Russ didn't call the timeouts. All the timeouts came from the sideline. Like they said, like, this isn't in your hands. And this could hmm. be like some fan hearing one thing or mishearing whatever. But I wonder if that was just how that worked there. And so now he's like, yeah, sideline handles the timeouts. I do this other stuff. Um, so That's fascinating it is it is fascinating got to instill that and give him that power (laughs) definitely um because peyton man i mean quarterbacks but especially the great ones absolutely have that power so to me i did take it as as russ saying uh i mean the fact that he said I had a play call ready, and Nathaniel Hackett's been telling us for two days that there was a plan. Everyone knew it. Everyone was on board with it. He literally said, either yesterday or after the game, I knew. Russell knew. The mm-hmm. offense knew. Well, maybe maybe Russ didn't know that they got to the 46-yard line. Russ is pretty in tune with the game. I'm pretty sure he knew that they got to that line. And the fact that Russ was <laughs> running up to the line, he said he had a play call in mind. It was a pass, and he was ready to go. Come on. What? What is the media doing asking Russ what the play... Uh, not the media. What is a media member doing asking Russ what the play was? And then he immediately said, I'm not telling you that. Of course yeah. he's not telling you that. What's your, what's also, your fourth and five crucial moment play? Also, what is he going to say? All right, so it's slot right. You know, like, <laughs> right. Like, oh, it's because the safety was shaded over to the yeah. left, and I, I would have hit it, I guarantee you. But also, like, he's even if he reads off the play call word for word, what do we do with that information? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing. And then he was, <laughs> was it run or pass? It's obviously a pass. <laughs> yeah. It's fourth and five. It's a quarterback sneak from the five. The other piece, QB though. QB draw would have been savage there. Now, how about a sneak? Just right <laughs> under center, five wide. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. Push the pile. Yeah. I do yeah. think it's really easy to see what the miscommunication is, though. I think everybody's on the same page. Yes, 46 means we can try the kick. I think the miscommunication is... Like, is that like, oh, three seconds left, you get one final play, 46, we kick right. it instead of Hail Mary? Yep. And I think that's probably where Russell took it, whereas the coaching staff, or at least Nathaniel Hackett, took it as 46, uh, fourth down, we might we can kick it from there. You and that's what, what that miscommunication is. You know what I was so worried about? Right when uh, I saw it was fourth and five, before there was any thought in my mind that they were going to kick a field goal from there, was every time that this situation came up in training camp, Russ went vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I was so terrified of what was going to happen if they went vertical on that play. And it's like, just give me Jerry Judy on a yeah. slant. I, I completely agree. However, when he did go vertical in those situations, there's even to Brandon worked. Johnson, it worked. <laughs> it By worked. the way, Brandon Johnson is not on an NFL team right now, probably because of his injury. But it just shows you Russ was really good at those. And Hank, I agree uh, yeah. with you about That's true. But mm-hmm. I just. In my head, oh, I was like, I, I, I completely agree. I just with envisioned you. Yeah. like it falls into the just like the green grass yeah, and, the, yeah, and there's yeah. no flag. We're all yeah. like, where's the flag? Where's the yeah. flag? Game's just over. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the worst when those 
like one and a half seconds after a play is over and it's a big play and you're just like flag flag and then you don't see it and then your stomach drops uh but hank i agree with you about the miscommunication that can't happen the oh, no. miscommunication and game management situations at the end of a game that's going mm-hmm. to cost you a game that can't happen what and was the miscommunication just about uh, uh is the 46 yard line oh. we're absolutely kicking a field goal or is the 46 yard line the difference between like throwing a hell mary at the end of a game and or, kicking a field goal it's like oh fourth and 20 ah, we right, got right, it right. we got to try to pick it up right right uh you just you can't have those and no. that shows the inexperience the rookie coaching staff uh and that came back to bite the broncos it did. It just sucks. You know, I'm, I guess we, well, you guys will probably keep talking about the uh, the fourth down tomorrow when I'm gone. But the, as my last conversation about, like, the fourth and five, I'm curious what play you guys run. Because to me, I want I want a slant to Jerry. I want uh, Alberto up the seam. I want Sutton, like, choosing whether, like, to go deep or maybe hit a comeback or back shoulder or something. And maybe, like, Javante protecting and leaking out to... What do, what do you do? I, I like that. The only wrinkle I'm going to add is the play has to be designed where there is a pocket for, for Russ to run and mm. and to scramble. So where you're not clogging okay. the inside of the field. Almost like a bootleg um, or something. Or just if, if you want him to go in the middle, don't clog the field with routes. Mm-hmm. If you want him to be able to run outside, then make everything, make that outside open because mm-hmm. he has to have that option to run. I think I'd run mesh. Yeah. Like, the, I I just saw that work so much in the NFL <laughs> and in college this last week. Like, and then you could probably run that, uh, I think they call it like a deep hank where someone just goes and sits in the middle of the field just in case the zones get completely cleared out. Mm-hmm. He's just wide open down there in the middle. Um, and, again, the point of mesh is it clears everything out, and if you do have to run, then there should be room. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and like you said, Hank, mm-hmm. tomorrow we're going to be moving on to the Texans. Let's move on to the Texans right now. Let's do it. Let's jump into our whiteboard Wednesday. Yes. Put this loss behind us. Focus on getting back to one and one. I believe it's a must win. Hank thinks it's it's an important game, but not necessarily a must win. <laughs> but we want the the Broncos should get a win this weekend. Ten point favorites against the Texans. And let's jump into the keys to beating the Texans. We're gonna get to these quick. First one: protect the damn ball, guys. When you get so in, obvious. when you're anywhere, it's so obvious, but there has to be extra emphasis on this this week because of what happened this past week. The Broncos have to protect the ball specifically when they get in the red zone. And uh, I'm pulling up a note about the Texans game right now as well because uh, the Texans, when they played the Colts last week, they also had problems with this. The Texans, in their four wins last year, their defense forced 11 turnovers. They, 11 Ooh. turnovers. That is huge. In four three, games. Three yeah. turnovers. A game, one game they had five. Wow. The other two games they had three. The other game they had zero. So that's how they won games last year. Uh, and last week, the Texans gave up over 500 yards of offense to the Colts, but they had two two crucial turnovers, which kept them in the game. So it's simple, but it's going to be key to not losing to a bad team. Absolutely. I mean, it's the key. The way that upsets happen are turnovers. Right. Mm-hmm. And we saw that on Monday Night Football. Six and a half point favorites. Yep. And you had a giant upset because you fumbled the ball twice on the goal. Yep. Terrible. All right. What's next? Finish them. Yeah. And this this applies to a few different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One, 
finish them as in finish your damn drives. Yes. Um, it, the, you know, you hear about moving the ball between the twenties, the Broncos move the ball incredibly between the ones, uh, which is a crazy thing to say, but 99 yards on that field were easy for them to get. I w I've, I've now watched the game uh, twice and I've watched cutups another time. And I'm just so deeply in love with the way that offense was designed. Like, Obviously, that you're going to have a great game plan for your first game of the season, but my God, was that game plan beautiful. It was mm -hmm. so good. Expect more of it. Just get the ball in the damn end zone. Yep. But it also applies to the Texans. The Texans almost started off their season in dream fashion, beating a division rival who's favored to win the division, and they, they blew it. They absolutely blew it. And they aren't, they're feeling terrible right now. That, that tie feels like a loss to them because they blew it. And they're bad. If you go up early on them, you have a chance to just destroy their morale. Yep. Uh, and so finish them, finish them, them drives, and finish them as in Mortal Kombat special move, knock their heads off. I love it. All right, next one, Allie. Purge the penalty. Ooh, yes. Purge the penalties. I was trying to find a P word, purge. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's why I think they lost. I mean, Geno Smith, did he play well? Yeah, but picking up five yards, six yards, five yards, seven yards, that, that's not going to put up that many points. Like, like you need to have chunk plays to be able to actually finish drives with touchdowns in the NFL, and the only chunk plays that they were able to get were, I mean, I guess there was a Justin Simmons missed tackle, a couple blown coverages here and there, but mostly just penalties because every drive they're handing them 15-plus yards. That needs to stop. Like, you cannot be leading the NFL in penalties and expecting to win against anybody, um, anybody at all. Yeah. Penalties is one of the worst crowns you can wear. Like, yes. if you're a penalties team, you're it, it, it's going to drive your fan base, everyone crazy every single week. Don't be a penalties team. Don't. But this next one, do take the points. Mm -hmm. And this seems obvious, mm. but when you, play, when you play the Chiefs, the, the saying the is, uh, yeah, the saying is field, field goals, goals don't beat the Chiefs. Field goals beat bad teams. And look, the Broncos, mm -hmm. if they would have taken a field goal instead of gone for it on fourth down, they would have won the game. Hindsight's, of course, easy to say. You look at the Texans. Bad team, the Colts had the ball on the two-yard line, went for it on fourth down. If they would have kicked the field goal, they would have won the yeah. game. You see this time and time again. This is how bad teams stay in games is when good teams just don't, uh, don't take the points. The Colts missed points were maybe just as bad as the Broncos last week. I mean, the Colts really had a similar game to the Broncos, yeah, except the tie. Yeah, they uh, they didn't convert from the two. They didn't kick the field goal. They had an intercept interception at Houston's 22-yard line, mm -hmm. which would have been points, even if it was just a field goal. They fumbled at Houston's 40, which could have turned to points, mm -hmm. and they had a missed field goal at the end of the game, uh, which got rid uh, Blankenship fired yep. for, for among other things as well uh but the colts missed out on you know over 10 points just like the broncos missed out on nearly 20 points over 20 mm -hmm. points in this game don't worry about putting up 30 points in this game nathaniel hackett just take the field goals when they're there i know it's not a fun approach to take into a game but it's a lot more fun to beat a team even if mm -hmm. it's by field goals than lose to a team because you don't convert twice on fourth down or something like that yeah i think we have a texans fan in the comments oh. I, I thought those were like chargers fans just like a myth that everyone in in uh in uh texas was just a cowboys fan mm, yeah i completely agree <laughs> as most most of them probably are though yeah yes all right next aim better Aim better. Um, so the Broncos uh, had some weapons 
in that last game, and they just kept aiming them at their own foot. So don't aim your weapons at your own foot um, because then you blow your foot off and lose the game. Um, <laughs> you are playing the Texans here. Yes. Aim your weapons at the other team, uh, and that is going to take you a long way. And it kind of goes along with the penalties. It kind of goes along with the turnovers, but the Broncos beat the Broncos. The Seahawks did yeah. not beat the Broncos. It's not even close. Yeah. Um, so you need to take this as an opportunity to realize that only you can beat you, especially in this game. Um, like Jonathan Cooper, what are you doing, dude? Like they're like, you know, you mm -hmm. talked about it with the penalties, but it's just like, you are aiming your, you're aiming at your own foot yeah. by giving them the ref an opportunity. And I do not want to hear about how he barely set over and blah, blah, blah. Right. Don't agree. give the refs mm -hmm. any opportunities to hurt you. Uh, hold on to the ball. It's just all this thing. Don't shoot yourselves in the foot. I love it. And our final whiteboard coming in, Mame Mills. Yeah, another M-word. Tough to get. Uh, I wasn't going to go murder. Um, but I, I do think uh, that's... Mame mean? Yeah, did you, I, I did don't you know. look up the definition of that before you put it on the It's like, uh, I think usually it means like a piercing. I think usually it's like a spear maimed like you. A, a sword spear. would maim you. Okay. Uh, but right. it's something that I think I think blood is usually involved. Yeah, I mean, you got to get to Davis Mills. I, I, that is That is kind of the key when it comes to, to beating the Texans, just because you, you look at what strengths they have as a team, their one strength is that they have a, a, a very good offensive line. One of the best offensive lines, I think, in the NFL. And on top of that, Davis Mills, a pocket passer, I, I he deserves more credit. You know, this is my one chance to go on the tangent. I mean, that's a five-star recruit. He was the number one quarterback in his recruiting class. He lived up to the hype. He looked like the best quarterback, rookie quarterback in the NFL last year. He what? He had 300 plus yards in half of his last six games. Right now, I think he's on a an 11 to two touchdown to interception run. That's a good quarterback. I uh, know that's an average quarterback right now behind a very good offensive line. And if the Broncos did just didn't get any pressure last week, you've got to be able to get to him. You've got to be able to bring him down. Even if he goes for 350, you're probably fine. But It'd be nice if you could get the pressure going this week. You know who, and, and I want to get your take on this. You know mm -hmm. who uh, Davis Mills is? Who? He's a fourth-round Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon started uh. his career his first year, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, threw for more yards than Davis Mills per game, had a worse mm -hmm. passer rating but a better QBR, both very similar, though. Davis Mills, right now, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, fewer passing yards, and like I said, the other stats are very similar. Trevor Simeon. Long neck, long neck Trev. Long neck Trev, exactly. Trevor Simeon won you games. You guys know I, I like Trevor, mm -hmm. so this is a guy that you can't completely overlook. Wow, winning season. But Russell Wilson against Davis Mills, yeah, one team by far has totally. the better quarterback. You are losing this game if you shoot yourselves in the foot, if you don't aim right just like you did, if you don't eliminate those penalties and, and, pur and purge them. So I agree, Hank, you shouldn't overlook him, but this guy's not going to beat you on his own, in my opinion. No. Mame, to wound or injure someone so that part of the body is permanently damaged. Yeah, Jose mm -hmm. also got you Wow, you sure you there want to go. do that? What else? That's what other M word did you have for Mills rude. or D word for? Oh my god! For, for Davis, you could go mock Mills, as in yeah, like you're yeah, dancing yeah. around. Oh, yeah. him. No, the we're not dancing around. You gotta actually hit him. him you gotta get that so guy on the ground. You're like Permanently doing the long damage. <laughs> oh my gosh! How about what about D word? Um, destroy. Davis. destroy, destroy, destroy Davis. Because uh, you can get back up after being destroyed. I think destroy also in by definition would be like beyond point of repair you think so yeah I guess like if, if you, you say like your car is destroyed up. it doesn't mean like yeah i just gotta take it into the shop real quick 
But probably for a lot of money. <laughs> let's look. Let's look. Just, Ooh, make Mills miserable. That's a good one. Ah, make Mills miserable. I like that. And when Ryan's looking that up, put I... an end to the existence of something by damaging or attacking. Okay. It. Wow. Well, probably no. Decapitate Davis. That. No, that's oh. worse. That's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely murder. Um, uh, <laughs> boy, yeah. just a more graphic form of murder. Uh, something where if you want to go see this game, whatever, if Davis is destroyed, if he's maimed, whatever happens, you want to be there, check out our friends over at Game Time because you are mm. going to find great deals over at Game Time. That's such amazing deals, especially the longer you wait, typically, the better the prices get, and there's no better place to check out these deals than over at Game Time. So how do you do it? Well, look at the link in our YouTube description. We've also got it over at ddnvr.com on this podcast. Mm -hmm. You can find the link. Click it. It's such a user-friendly interface to use, and it Mm -hmm. shows you they have flash deals that go on. You get to see exactly what the seat looks like, what your view is going to be, and Game Time is the spot to get these tickets. So check them out. Love Game Time. Love it so, so much. And we are really pushing it, so make sure you use that link in our YouTube description so you can get in on that. And go over to theamericanraptors.com because you can get free tickets to go see a rugby team here in Colorado. Don't even have to game time it. No, you don't have to game time it. Although you could probably just get your tickets at game time. Yeah, you could. Not the website, but at like like the game time. That's a noun? I think that's a noun. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's a really fun rugby team. They, uh, they, they, They take athletes from other sports. They coach them up, teach them how to play rugby with the idea of getting them onto the U.S. national team, which plays at the same uh, facility out there in Glendale. It's Infinity Park. So go over to uh, AmericanRaptors.com, get your free tickets to watch, and also listen to the DMVR Rugby podcast. Keep up with Colton Strickler, all of his written stuff at thedmvr.com, and support rugby. All right, so sadly we have a hard out uh, at 4 o'clock, so we have to get to as many comments as we can in the next 10 minutes. Do we have to do Uh, Survivor still? Let's start with uh our super chats here we'll, hit we'll get to end. that okay uh, dylan dylan smith sad to hear about justin simmons hopefully we can get a dub for him as always love the content thank you dylan prayers up for justin absolutely from c duster do you guys read much into Hackett overriding russell's uh decision to go for it on fourth and five i didn't like it thought the point was for us to cook i don't think he's overriding no. it a decision what happened was russ didn't override hackett that's yes Yes. that's how that would work it's hackett's decision uh ak nugs life says time for caden stearns to shine it'll be really i'm i think really interesting to see how evero uses the safeties i i mean i think caden stearns is definitely the free safety i think so too but how well okay the other thing is justin simmons spent just as much time in the box as he did deep Right. I think it was almost a 50-50 split in week one. That's kind of what I mean. I want to see how he's using those yes. guys, where he lines them up. Finally, Jordan Wright, oh, we might be in trouble without Simmons now. Oh, help us, football gods. Just should be just okay make Justin week. Simmons not season-ending. Season yep. yep, should be okay Touch, for this yeah. week. But you did just lose your only all-pro on defense. Yes, you that did. Stinks. Yep. All right, coming in from the website. First one coming in from Mrs. Quill says, while he was obviously heavily featured in the passing game, any idea why Javante only got seven carries when he's averaging six yards a pop? While he was good too, just not sure why Gordon gets 12 carries and Williams only seven. And I think it's a great question Mm -hmm. and something that I hope the Broncos turn around because in the second half, Javante Williams had one carry for two yards. Then he had seven (laughs) catches though. Uh, for I believe exactly. 33 yards, so he was very heavily involved, but just not as a runner of the ball. I thought it was two carries and eight yeah. catches. Okay, it might. Be. I don't know about the catches. Could have been two the, carries. Two carries I had and him eight with two. catches. But okay. the 
I mean, he also had 18 touches, which yeah. is about the number. Yeah. Like, it's it's all those catches that add in there as well. Also, you ran the ball 19 times in the game. He's was, not going to be putting up big numbers there. I was going to say, we're really used to doing this where we, like, complain about this stuff because the offense was bad. But the yeah. offense was actually really good. Yes. So, I'm not worried about any of that. Like, they moved the ball at will. Yep. And... You know, I guess you could say maybe he should have had one more carry and it should have been under center when instead of Melvin being out of the shotgun on the goal line. Yeah. Like, but in the end, I don't have. But to. then you lose it because of what happened the next right. drive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Coach Tobin says, You boys are doing a great job. Everything I wanted to comment has been addressed with great detail. On to the go. Texans. This team will still win 12. All of the other stuff will get cleaned up. There we go. On to the Texans. Need to take care of business this week. Broncos for life. 58 says, my boys. Sorry, guys. I got to do it. I got to bring up the conversation from schedule release. Playing the harder opponents in the beginning of the schedule would have fared better for us, I believe. Thank you. Now, I could be wrong, and this could get dusted under the rug by week 18, but a loss to a bad team may come back to bite us in the behind. Excuse my language. Anyways, I still have faith in this team, and I'm hopeful the excitement on the field continues to ramp up. Thank you guys for everything. All you do and your, all your hard Hard work, best sports coverage out there. I like how you censored him and then kept in the excuse my language. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he adds one more and says, uh, nope. He says disregard that. But okay, we well, didn't. We, we didn't. Um, yeah, I, now, especially with Justin out, I think you're better off with the easier games now. And I just still disagree. How? Um, because You'd rather I mean, be playing the Chiefs this week? Um, what if you lose? Yeah, what if you lose to the Texans? If you lose to the Texans, then everything we said about you are wrong, and you're you're not a good team. I don't know about that. That's it's, what I'll be saying. It's going to be That's tough fair. not to argue <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, Howler Broserve says, I'm with Henry here. There was always going to be an urgency this season in this division, but despite our best prediction, there's always going to be a winnable game that you lose inexplicably. Likewise, you're going to catch a break that you didn't expect. These things average out over a season. The Bills lost to Jacksonville last year. The, the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, they lost to the Bears and the Saints twice. Not to re- over- overreact, but Tennessee and the Rams may not be as formidable as we initially yep. thought. You also had a loss to the Ravens What w- that is certainly winnable. With Russ, Definitely. we're not out of any game this is a marathon not a sprint i agree with you that with russ broncos aren't out of any game but what i will say is if you're going to look at the rams and say they don't look formidable the rams are probably looking to the broncos and saying they're not formidable yeah and the truth is both of them are formidable yes and and, and i agree <laughs> yep. so i just think you gotta you gotta change that lens mm-hmm. i totally agree there's gonna be a game that you drop and a game that you win you just wish that game wasn't the first game of the season. Yep. Of a whole new era. I mean, top to right. bottom, a new era. Right. right. Uh, Bronco Euler said, just wanted to say what a big dick move of Coach Hackett to come out and take accountability for botching the fourth mm-hmm. and five call. The sole fact he took accountability so publicly and so promptly completely washed away all of the frustration of that loss. I know it may not be the same for guys who risk their bodies day in, day out to win games, but I hope that acknowledgement would have gone a long way in the locker room and will continue to go a long way in players taking accountability themselves. It's unfortunate that a simple act of humility is such a big deal, but it's so rare among NFL head coaches and has been especially rare uh, around these parts the past couple years. There we go. Yep. I, I was surprised. I opened up your mentions to see how people were reacting to his quote. Uh, and I was me. totally expecting people to be saying like, this, this makes it worse, blah, blah, blah. But like the first 40 comments I read were all people being like, good on coach for taking accountability like this. So yeah. good job. Cause I was ready for my tweet. That was going to be like, 
You're mad at them if they don't say it. You're mad at them if they do say it. What do you want them to say? But people did a good job, I thought, of giving him credit. Bronco Sensei said, sorry if this is lengthy. Tough loss this week. I literally couldn't sleep after watching the game. However, after the pain and suffering, I tend to get positive. Without any preseason, a bunch of terrible penalties, and the crowd making this extra difficult, I think we are sitting here talking about how bad our defense looked for most of the game, LOL. But we will bounce back, and I'm super hyped for how we will look by the end of the season. Lastly, I'm from New York and will be in Denver for the first Broncos Chiefs game. Will you be doing a tailgate for oh, every yeah. home game? Also, I'll be stopping by the DNVR bar for the first time and couldn't be more excited. P.S. Melvin got to go. Broncos country, keep riding. <laughs> Make sure you use the tailgate uh, link on the on the website, thednvr.com. Go through there to get your tailgate tickets because as a member, you get a much better deal. He goes on and says, I just had to add, I'm used to seeing Vic Fangio-type coaches who can't admit mistakes, so I'm sorry if it's easy. Uh, it's easy. Forget Hackett is new and made some mistakes, but being aware of his flaws will help him grow. He will make adjustments just have faith broncos country and i completely agree about uh it what what do we say they need to learn from this game and if they learn it's gonna be okay if they don't learn and they stay put in their ways that's when it's scary that's a good thing about having a young coach in my opinion is he knows he has a lot to learn whereas i felt like vic fangio came in thinking he knows everything yep Mm -hmm. last one we have time for bronco and sd other than the fumbles are you concerned about the red zone offense I saw that during the game they showed the stat that Judy has three receptions and zero touchdowns in his career in the red zone. A little scary for a guy that can separate in a phone booth. That that was a wild stat. I saw it when it came up. I read it to Hank. I was like, this can't be right. It seems very false. It, it but is, it's true. It, yeah, it, it is absolutely insane. They need to get Jerry involved. Uh, they tried to get the tight ends involved down there, and they were just at, they, they were so close on passes, on runs. Those things, just like we talk about with coaching decisions like Brandon Staley with Nathaniel Hackett, those things will even themselves out. It may not be this week, but when you get a big sample size, they'll even they'll even themselves out. And, I mean, one of Jerry's problems is that he just struggles with the physicality. Playing in those tight spaces in the middle, yes, he can separate. No, he doesn't always hold on to the ball when somebody catches him. Just so cool. that just needs to get better. He just needs to be able to take – be physical as a receiver if he's going to be successful in the slot. Yeah, I mean, just go look at like the routes that uh, Hunter Renfro is running in the red zone, and you know Cooper Cup is running in the red zone, and just have Jerry run those routes. And but again, those guys take hits. I know, but he's so good at separation that like he run that little zig route on the goal line. He should be able to like be open and not even have to get hit. But I know what you're saying. That hasn't really shown itself, though. We haven't even seen what happens if Jerry Judy takes contact in the end zone. It's true. We, we, we haven't. And Joshua McCool riding us out on this one. He says on a super chat, can Sunday come any sooner? Thanks, guys. I think everyone, especially Nathaniel Hackett, is ready for Sunday to get here. Can't wait for Sunday. Can't wait to see all, all you guys at the tailgate. And, of course, we will see you Survivor picks tomorrow. You got one? Yeah, I got one. Um, Ryan, we don't need one from you because you're out. No, 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 no. <laughs> My team tied. You, you have to win. You have to pick a winning it's team. split. Based on what? You have to pick a winning team. That's what Survivor is. You have to pick a team that's going to win. I think you have to pick a team that doesn't lose. So, no, because there's losers where you pick a loser, and then there's winners, which is where you have to pick a winner. We're in the winner's bracket. <laughs> I disagree. I think I'm still alive. We got to look up rules. I We'll look up rules. All right, I'm taking the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos. Ryan's not taking the Broncos. He's out. Ryan's out. <laughs> I'll take- you got to win in a winner's league. Give me the Bills. Thanks. Bills. There we go. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Hit us a thumbs up on the way out.
We're flying cats.